Welcome back to KSCJ Radio, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM in Sioux City, Iowa. I'm Brian Vikalskis, and this is Having Read That, conversations with authors about their books. My guest is E.A. Amar, and he is the author of the brand new thriller, When She Left. It is available everywhere, and E.A., as we jump into this, I have to admit that you came out of my radar probably in the last couple few years as one of the uh, best thriller writers today, and I read a lot of thrillers, but you've been described by people as a hard-boiled writer, and I always like that term because it's so innocuous. Can you kind of explain what you write that tends to have people describe you that way? You know, part of it is just that I'm kind of the bad boy of crime fiction, and no, that's not it. Um, <laughs> I think it's because my books tend to be a bit violent, but it's not, they're not more violent than other crime fiction books. What, what the real difference is, I think, is how I approach violence, because the violence that I write about, I, I'd love to write entertainment, right? I'd, I grew up on professional wrestling, I love, you know, John Wick. I can't write that, you know, in my books. It, it doesn't come out that way. For me, you know, if somebody punches someone else, both people are going to be left bleeding. And, you know, I, that, that's what I try to portray. Well, this particular book starts in a restaurant. And as I read that scene, I was it, picturing in my mind this, the opening scene from Pulp Fiction, or perhaps the last scene yeah. from Pulp Fiction. And there's a little bit of there's, there's humor to it, but there's that underpinning of violence and the thriller. So can you kind of set up the story for us? Because when it opens in a restaurant, it seems to just set the theme for the entire book. Yeah, so uh, when she left, it's about a pair of young lovers on the run from criminals. And I'll switch that to a young couple, because lovers is a word that creeps so many people out, uh, understandably. So a young couple on the run from criminals, because the woman in the couple has left her boyfriend for uh, this other man, and her boyfriend's leader of a criminal organization. And the organization hires a reluctant hitman slash real estate agent to find them. You know, everyday life stuff. Sure, it happens. It's set in the the D.C. area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, that kind of where you live and work, but... What I liked about it is that's not an area that I really think of too much as used for criminal organizations in, per se, like Sopranos-type, Mafia-type, uh, in crime fiction. And so setting it around there, was that was that tough to, to do, or was that uh, pretty much uh, kind of how things work? You know, it was it, it's a little difficult here because we have so many great crime fiction writers who have done really good work. You know, David Simon, obviously, in Baltimore, George Pelicanos in D.C., uh, Virginia has, I mean, we have S.A. Cosby now, you know, writing about rural Virginia. So you want to, you know, stand apart from them. That was the real difficulty. But fortunately, if you're writing about all three areas, um, you're not married to one. So I'm not, you know, trying to compete with David Simon by writing about Baltimore, George Pelicanos in D.C., and, and I wouldn't want to. You know, they're, they're fantastic. Um, or Laura Littman in Baltimore, for that matter. So this gives me a chance to, to really explore the dynamic of how these three areas intersect with each other and, and the conflicts within them. The character of Lucky Wilson, the real estate agent turned hitman, that it's kind of, he's uh, unknown to his family, is that as I read that, I kept thinking back to Max Allen Collins' Road to Perdition and the Michael Collins character, a family man who has a secret past. And so when you write somebody that's that conflicted, what do you have to put into your mindset before you even put pen to paper? Yeah, you know, I, I really wanted to... I, that was a, an, an idea that came to me, but I, I worried about it because 
the conflicted hitman, you know, who is sort of comically conflicted, isn't unknown. You know, it's been done, and I wanted I wanted to do it, but I wanted it to be different. And for me, I had to tie into the stuff that I, I didn't realize this until a few drafts later. But to make him, you know, real, I had to tie into stuff for myself. And Lucky is fiercely devoted to his family and terrified of losing them. And that's something that I can relate to. And for him, it comes out in other ways, right? He's got this this infatuation with Christmas, this love of Christmas villages, you know, um, that I also, uh, like so many hard-boiled writers, uh, share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see Reed Farrell Coleman uh, having a, a, a pension for the Dickensville. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I, I like the fact that you write these complex characters, and I know that you are a relentless plotter as far as what you do for your ideas, but when you plot out a thriller, it's so hard, I would think, to get in the, the mood of the twists and turns. And so when you plot these stories out before you write them, how do you capture that thrilling aspect that seems to just come out as it just makes you turn from chapter to chapter? For me, you know, the, the thing that I really want to... This gets looked down on uh, when, you, when you start studying writing. But ending chapters on cliffhangers is so important. Even no matter what genre you're reading, you have to end on a cliffhanger. And it has to be something, you know. It has to be... In, in a thriller, it'll be different than a romance or in literary fiction. But there's got to be a reason that someone is compelled to turn the page. So for me, nailing that cliffhanger, making it something that's organic and natural but unpredictable is, is important. And you're not going to do it with every chapter, but if you do it with enough, then, you're, um, then you're usually, uh, your pacing's usually pretty good. I'm chatting with E.A. Amar about his brand-new novel, brand-new thriller, When She Left. It's available everywhere, and check out anything that he's written as well. The Chris Winters character, the Winters crime family that's there, I, as I took away from this, I found that even more powerful to a lot of these... Uh, organized crime types is the male ego than anything else and so how did that come into play with inspiring the the crime family's response to basically chris winter's girlfriend taking off and that yeah that ties into the title right because i wanted to write a book that was i was (laughs) i was a big fan of of hemingway when i was growing up and i loved his short story collection men without woman and it really tied into the concept of men without what Hemingway considered their feminine side. I didn't want to go on those exact grounds, but I like the idea of how men react to something that's lost. So all three characters in this book, all three of the, the main male characters, are in the midst of losing something. The leader of the crime family has lost uh, Melissa, his girlfriend. Jake, uh, Melissa's um, uh, new boyfriend, is dealing with a separation from his mother. Lucky opens the book worried about losing his wife uh, to an affair. So all three of these characters are dealing with loss, and I wanted to explore the way men deal with that and how, they're, how they would, different men deal with that and how they would react and how volatile their emotions may become. I know how important titles are in the thriller genre because there's so many out there, and so you've got to grab it, and When She Left is a title that grabs off the shelf. I know a while back this book was titled Sunset Heroes, just in your mind. I don't know that it was ever actually titled that, but that was where it started. So how much influence do you have in the title as the author? Oh, uh, my editor was really nice about... uh about that, you know, they they told me they they met with marketing and they said, you know, we uh, we don't think Sunset Heroes is the right title for the book, and I trusted that. You know, I'm I'm fine to trust 
people who are more versed in the commercial aspects of writing than I am. So I went back to the drawing board. And truthfully, I liked Sunset Heroes as a phrase, but it didn't mean anything that was explicitly tied into the book. So, and then I, I really liked when I thought of when she left, I just liked it a lot more. But they gave me a lot of freedom with that. And had I wanted Sunset Heroes, they probably would have, would have let that stay. As a thriller writer, I know there's a lot of competition among, as far as sitting in a bookstore, you see the different titles there. How much competition do you feel as a writer? It's weird because I am genuinely, I don't know about other writers, but our, the crime fiction community, when I, when I hear, when I talk with friends in other genres, um, is very warm. We know that, I, we need people reading. You know, we need successes um, because the more people are reading, someone else's book, the more likely they're going to read yours. So, like, I've, you know, I'm, I came up with uh, S.A. Cosby, who I mentioned earlier, and he has blown up deservedly, it, and it's been awesome. I love it. He was on the CBS Sunday show this weekend at the same time that he, the same day that he had a, uh, he was on the front page of the New York Times book review. That's great. It's it's awesome. He deserves it, and it's it's wonderful for everything he represents and what he and for crime fiction as a whole. So stuff like that is great. You you do get. I I don't. I wouldn't say there's a comp- competitive nature, but when I read writers like him or other great writers, um, I'm inspired to write more and write better, and that's that's really the, the biggest inspiration I can get. Um, and I can't believe how much time I'm spending praising Sean when I should be just talking about my own book. But, yeah. <laughs> the, the book is When She Left. It's the brand-new thriller from E.A. Amar. The book is available everywhere. E.A., just a fantastic thriller. It entertained me for several hours the other night, and I thank you for joining me to talk about it. And thank you so much for having me, and thank you for all you do for writers. It, it's an honor, honestly, to be in your uh, lineup with the writers you've had. You know, So this, this means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Having Read That on KSCJ Radio. I'm Brian Vakalskis. Check out all of our episodes on our website, kscj.com, and subscribe to our iTunes podcasts. Thanks to music historian Molly Jolly and segment producer John Weasler. We will be back next time. What will you do? Now that you're gone